Welcome to the Verbal Motivation Podcast, where we talk about the things that motivate our lives, our religion, and our relationships. My name is Nathan Vale. If you would like to comment on this or other episodes, please leave me a voicemail at 530-876-4153, or you can send an email to verbalmotivation at gmail.com. This is episode number 13 called A True Waste of Time. Many years ago, I was standing in front of a mural of the Virgin Mary in a small town in Hungary. I was admiring the beauty and detail of the work the artist was able to accomplish, despite the fact that it was painted on the outside wall of a building. There was a man standing there, also admiring the work. He suddenly volunteered to me that he knew Catholicism was true, because he once stood in front of a mural of the Virgin Mary, and an actual tear rolled out of her eye. I had no desire to make light of what was obviously a special experience to him, so I didn't respond except to acknowledge him with a friendly nod. Despite my disinterest in the conversation, he pressed me to explain how that could have happened. So finally I said to him, If I was the mother of the Savior of the world, and people were praying to me instead of to him for forgiveness, I would be crying too. Not the answer he was looking for. But what is knowledge? To answer that question, I think we need to start with the fact that knowledge is not a thing of itself. In other words, you can't eat it or invite it to spend time with you, nor is it attractive or admirable. In the field of chemistry, there are substances known as catalysts that may appear to be inactive or have little use by themselves, but can significantly enhance the rate of a chemical reaction when combined with other substances. Similarly, Knowledge is only useful in application. In other words, it's a catalyst. If you're not driving, do a little experiment with me. Get your scale out, if you would, and weigh yourself. Now consider this truth. Eating less and exercising more will result in weight loss. Let that marinate in your mind for a minute and then weigh yourself again. How much weight did you lose as a result of knowing that truth? Of course, I'm being facetious, but the point is valid. Unfortunately, we sometimes act as if knowledge is a thing of itself, and as a result, we take no further action than just knowing something. Let's take the most important truth there is, that Jesus Christ lives and died for each of us. Some people feel that just knowing that fact or confessing it is enough. But consider James 2.19, which says, quote, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Unquote. This was echoed by a man in the New Testament who was possessed by many devils, and when confronted by Jesus, cried out and fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God, the Most High? Unquote. Even Satan and his devils know and confess Jesus. Just knowing something or believing it doesn't make you part of it, any more than wearing Nike shoes makes you an heir to their fortune. Consider this. The pre-existence is referred to as the first estate. We lived and learned there for an eternity, but it was as if we were viewing from the other side of a piece of glass because we had no bodies. Learning is all we could do. Coming to earth is referred to as the second estate, where we are able to have experiences. But what happens if we spend our second estate acting like we're still 
in the first estate, chasing only knowledge. Imagine a Harvard-educated doctor applying for a CNA job at a nursing home instead of starting a residency at a hospital. That's what we're doing if we relive the pre-existence on Earth by thinking that knowledge is all we need. Albert Einstein once said, quote, The only source of knowledge is experience, unquote. I think it is equally important to understand that all truth is not equal. Throughout my life, I've heard many discussions about the location of the Lost Ten Tribes. Interesting to be sure, but this is what I like to call a true waste of time. To be clear, the Ten Tribes are somewhere, and they are important in many ways, but discovering their physical location will do little for a person's salvation. Important truths are easy to identify because they relate directly to the salvation of mankind. Faith, repentance, baptism, and the gift of the Holy Ghost, to name a few. These are things that may not be hip, edgy, or the next best thing, but without them, we cannot be saved. Joseph Smith once cautioned that we should cling close to the trunk. I was once approached by a couple of Jehovah's Witnesses. They asked me when the end of the world would be. In the friendliest tone I could muster, I said, don't know, don't care. They weren't entirely sure how to respond to that, so I offered an analogy. If you were taking a math class, I said, and you knew a test was coming, and you spend all of your time studying the type of paper and the logic behind the time of the test or the size of the room in which it will be held, that knowledge will do nothing for you on test day. But if you spend all of your time perfecting your math skills, you will have no fear of the test or care when it is because you're ready. That was not a perfect analogy, but I came up with it on the fly. The point, however, is that we should be focused on the things that matter, even if they aren't as interesting as the end of days. There's a science guy named Michael Stevens. He talked once about a website called the Library of Babel. It's a fascinating website that uses an algorithm to make every possible combination of the English alphabet with numbers, spaces, and periods, up to 32 characters. The interesting part is that this website has figured out a way to catalog every combination so that it can be found consistently. You can find the permanent location of the description of your birth word for word, every possible description of your death, every poem, every joke, every lie, everything that can be known is there, somewhere. But it is so vast, you can't possibly find anything useful, unless you already know it. So it's all-knowing, but not applicable in any useful way. I once heard of a person who was a family and marriage counselor by profession who was also getting a divorce. No one could know more about how not to get divorced than a marriage counselor, demonstrating perfectly that knowledge and the application of knowledge are completely different. Here's an interesting question. If everyone does it, does that make it true? This is the challenge that so many of us face right now where movies and social media produce what appear to be truth by virtue of everyone doing it, or fictional ends to the story that are not reflective of real life. It is the ultimate peer pressure. I once hiked with our young men to the top of White Mountain, one of several peaks in California that is over 14,000 feet above sea level. We arrived at the base camp a day early to let our bodies begin to acclimate to the higher altitudes. After setting up camp, we climbed to the top of a large hill to watch the sunset. 
Moments after arriving on top, with breathtaking views in every direction and spectacular color in the sky, one of the boys realized that he was getting cell service, and within seconds, every boy was playing Fortnite on their phone. Instead of drinking in the beauty of nature, the digital Pied Piper of our day hypnotized them away into the soft glow of their smartphone world, rendering the beauty all around them irrelevant, not because it didn't exist, but because they weren't experiencing it. When I was in high school, I took a debate class. I cherished the idea of winning. Our debate coach was not interested in our strengths. He wanted us to learn the art of debate. So each week we had a competition, but not only did we have to draw the topic out of a hat, we separately had to draw whether or not we would argue for or against it. My record was good. I was on a roll that year. Then one week I drew the topic of abortion and then drew the affirmative so I was to argue for it. My first thought was to refuse, but there was my record to consider. I decided to go ahead with the debate, and I won handily. I didn't agree with anything I said, but I did it with such passion and charisma that everyone believed me. Unfortunately, it is all too easy to confuse charisma with truth. I was just reading about a guy who won one of the biggest lottery jackpots in history and became so full of himself that he declared one day in a bragging fit that he had more money than God. Similarly, there are people who are so smart that they have become dumb because they think that knowledge is a thing of itself and sometimes they even think they have more of it than the God who created this world. But unused knowledge and a lack of knowledge are synonymous. And it will be a sad day if we show up to the judgment bar, armed only with such empty knowledge as the location of the Lost Ten Tribes. My name is Nathan Vale, and this is the Verbal Motivation Podcast.